Dungeoneers! Welcome to Applied Dungeoneering, the D&D 5e actual play podcast that many people call the indie game of D&D podcasts. I'm Josh, the Dungeon Master, and I'm joined as always by my friends and co-hosts. We have Daniel here. Much like an indie video game, he's a refreshing departure from the norm. That's right. Instead of clothes, I just wrap myself in saran wrap. It's quite just a like sight. in an indie game. Yep, exactly like an indie game. That's exactly what I was thinking. Saran wrap me up. Yep. Well, nice. Janelle's here, too. And she could be spending her time with the popular high-definition crowd, but she's chosen to hang out with us, the pixelated underdogs, and whatever Daniel is. Uh, uh, yeah, the saran wrap six. Um, no, I don't know. <laughs> I love it. That's our, that's our new name. We're no longer applied engineering, guys. We are the saran wrap six. Yep. It's like uh, time to get ready for work. Hold the roll, honey. Wee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it's more fun here anyways. Trying to be part of the up and up crowd is just exhausting it's too much uh oh he should see yeah that all that garbage and you just be yourself here it's it's much better this way if you say so nobody can judge you because they don't have anywhere else to go fair enough well speaking of other places to go nate's here and I honestly feel like if he had the chance to go write code for an actual indie game developer, he'd leave us in a heartbeat, wouldn't you, Nate? I'll pay just to leave. <laughs> Anyone need some free money in a, a programmer? Please? Preferably <laughs> oh. in the adult industry? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nate. Jesus. If only you had that kind of money to pay me to allow you to Get out of your cage. You know, the price keeps increasing at how much I'm willing to pay. Well, I'll keep that in mind. Well, you know what they say about indie games. They like to break down barriers and do things no one else wants to do. So here we are taking care of Nate. (laughs) (laughs) This intro. (laughs) Anyway, Joel's here as well. And he fits into the genre pretty well because I think he embodies the uh, just the idea of quality over quantity. That's right, Josh. I aim to provide the maximum of 10 seconds of interaction throughout this episode, but it'll be the best 10 seconds out of any episode. So look forward to it. And that right there, guys, is our intro. That was stellar. No reason to go any further because Joel just wrapped it all up perfectly. You're welcome, Josh. I had a a whole thing. We should just end the episode here. Yeah, I think this is a great place to end the episode, guys. But I I had a thing. (laughs) I, I looked up the whole thing. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, never mind. We can't do that. We are contractually obligated to finish the rest of this episode. Oh, thank God. And and the intro, right? Right? Oh, I... oh, oh, yeah, finally. We have AJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AJ okay. over here is a connoisseur of weird and interesting video games that should honestly be more popular. Right. I mean, honestly, I don't even know why games like that I like are even called weird. It's like that's like saying LSD Dream Emulator is 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 a weird game. No, it's it's iconic. I mean, it's it was made for the PlayStation way back when. And it's it's you know, I, I take it to parties and I, I I show it to people and, you know, most of the time they wig out. But it's you know, it's 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 a life experience. We're going to get that from like common games like. I, I don't know, walking simulator 2.0 or or a truck truck driving simulator. I don't think so. This this emulator is where it's at. What about farm simulator? We don't talk about farm simulator. OK. I can always rely on AJ to enjoy 
playing weird games with me. Hey, do you remember when we when we played Turnip Boy commits tax evasion? That was a great game. <laughs> that actually is a really fantastic game. Bits aside, I love that game so much. It's so weird. <laughs> it's like it's like three to four hours long, but it was just a blast. Yeah, we're not sponsored by them or anything, but if we're if we're like you know trying to endorse things i i would say i would promote anybody buying that game and, and playing it just fyi it's a fantastic game okay well Adrian, that's enough promotion i didn't mean to <laughs> well anyway how you guys doing this week i'm pretty good i went bowling that's not an indie game well no but i did by myself so it was individual so oh okay i gotcha so yeah it's kind of indie right that, that counts yeah i guess <laughs> did you just like do it at school for funsies or what are yeah, you doing that class? Cl- no, no, it was after they did their bowling class thing. I just I went bowling because I hadn't done it in a while. It was pretty fun. I just played a couple games, didn't take very long. I found out that I was being ridiculous and was bowling wrong, like goofy footed. That was completely backwards. So I like did four gutter balls right in a row for the first four throws. I I don't know what was happening, but then like randomly through the second game, I just switched my feet just to see what happened, and then I got like three strikes. I was just like, what? What was I doing? What was I doing? I'm glad yep. you figured out the foot thing for that. No, yeah, that's it's important. I I'm familiar with that. Yeah, three strikes and you're out of the house. Got that one. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I don't kick him out of the house. Just as like a disclaimer for that comment. Um. i'm not i'm not like that we don't that's not how that works (laughs) yep don't he's got a closet he goes to (laughs) there's a a patch in the mulch outside no so. When she's nice, she brings an umbrella and sticks it in the ground. That's right. <laughs> We've all witnessed this. We've known these people forever. That's right. This is a real thing. I yeah. hate all of you. No, you don't. I don't, but I don't like you very much right now. <laughs> what did I do? I was defending you. I was I was yelling at Daniel for putting you on the spotlights. Like, Jan- thing. Come on. Okay. Janelle has never done anything like that to me. Now, my parents... Stop. <laughs> <laughs> they they haven't done anything like that either. Yet. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, anyway, Janelle would probably never do that, but do you know who would? Her D&D character. You guys ready to play some D&D tonight? Josh. What? I want you to butter me up because I'm churning for adventure. <sighs> I feel sick to my stomach, but we're going to keep going. <sighs> All right, so before we butter Daniel up and jump back into the action, sliding Wee. down this beautifully lubricated story that I've crafted, I don't know if I can do this, Daniel. I just can't work with your butter-based puns. I'm going to stop doing it now. <laughs> I'm going to give us a quick recap, and then we'll rejoin our adventurers. So last week, our... Intrepid adventurers came across the ruins of a village that had undergone some sort of internal conflict. Upon investigating, you discovered that it had fallen under the control of an infiltrator, similar to what Mr. Smills was. However, in this situation, it appears that it had been killed by having whatever thing it was pulled out of the back of the neck of the host and disposed of so after concluding your investigation you packed your bags and you departed once again with laszlo holding a slightly different attitude about how you should handle adventures in the future so we'll rejoin our adventurers as they march along on the last leg of their journey It's only been a few hours since you came across the village. You are weaving your way through the dense forest, through the foothills and the mountains. And Laszlo is sitting in the cart next to Aegon, and he's just kind of 
staring out at the woods, doesn't really seem to be paying attention to much. Fergus is uh, messing around with Jasper, trying to learn to cast some extra spells. Looks like he's trying to learn Magic Missile. And uh, he's getting frustrated because Jasper isn't too excited about training him at this moment. And the rest of you are just kind of hanging out. It was a bit of a bummer after you came across the that scene, so it's quiet for a bit. When you crest a hill and you peer out over the view ahead of you and you see a magnificent sight. So on the other side of this steep hill, you see a massive valley laid out in front of you with the mountains and foothills kind of hemming it in, as valleys do. There's a waterfall tumbling down the slopes near you that eventually joins with another series of waterfalls that form into a rushing river that runs its way through this vale, twisting and turning through the vibrant trees as it makes its way to a massive lake of sparkling water. There is an impressive city sprawled along the shore of this lake, surrounded by sturdy walls and fortified by magnificent watchtowers. There are buildings sprawling outside of the city walls as well, and these buildings have steeply pitched roofs with decorative timbering and stucco filling, evoking images of Brimpton, despite these structures alone taking up almost three times the area of the trading town you had come from. The buildings within these walls are even more impressive, tightly packed and incorporating a great amount of sturdy stone as well, and accented with latticed windows. You guys see this beautiful city? It's about two miles away. There's a trail leading down the hill, kind of twists and turns as the terrain goes down, and the road eventually settles and runs along the river. There are a few smaller settlements sort of peppered along the way and throughout the valley as well, but you know this this city is Alcina, capital of the Mier's kingdom. And as you crest and behold the view, Laszlo looks up and kind of snaps out of his stupor and he almost like stands up out of the wagon and he says, well, there it is. Welcome to my home, guys. And he looks very emotional. Hmm, they look like they have a lot of money. I'm very excited. Like, well, I mean, yeah, it's the capital of the kingdom. Of course, of course they have a lot of money. Well, I'm sorry, I don't I don't get to see some of these sites very often. So I'm I'm just excited because we're not gonna be in a dirty old inn with a weird set up and and, 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 and uh, I'm just excited because I, I'm, I'm hoping for my own room okay <laughs> but 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 Connor what we, we've always shared a room what do you what do you mean your own room no no I know I what if you're listen. like attacked at night or like you know you need another pillow to steal from me again uh-huh okay well that I appreciate and um or the blanket which apparently I, I don't need at night. <clears throat> Well, that is true. However, I mean, I usually don't actually need it. I, you know, I usually I sleep kind of warm, but still, you just don't even ask. You know what? I'm excited for my own room. You know what? That's fine. It's fine. Okay. Well, you know, it's just hopefully I can get pillows and blankets and preferably ones that don't smell, you know? Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I bet you know, but you probably don't notice. Wait, yo, I noticed the cheese. You say it oh. in your sleep, Gunner. You say fromage, and then you just chuck cheese at the wall. It's it's stinky old cheese that you keep under your pillow. Oh, don't talk about Herbie that way. And, and Gunner pulls out a uh, a, uh, a a small box, which a uh, a small molding piece of cheese is inside. <laughs> don't, talk, don't talk about Herbie that that way. He's my friend. I found him in that cellar a while back, and I felt very confident ever since I've kept him. Well, your friend stinks. I don't know what else to say. It's, he stinks. 
Victor. He smells better than you. So, <gasps> got him. Take that back. No, I won't. And, and Gunnar jumps off the cart and he starts skipping towards the town. Yeah, well, Laszlo looks over at Vez and Aegon and Jasper and he says, Are we even surprised that they've completely ignored the city? <laughs> I, I suppose that they're just not worried about it. He's like, well, I was excited about it. As am I, Laszlo. You'll have to tell us some places to visit while we're here. Oh, I will. Actually, I'm trying to work on a on a, uh, a map to give you to help navigate the streets a little bit. Like, I know them like the back of my hand, but, you know, once I'm done with it, I'll, I'll pass it off to you and it should help out a lot. And Fergus looks over. I love maps. I love that that doesn't surprise me at all. I, I, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, what, what a nerd. Why don't you marry a map then, Fergus? Aegon, that was kind of mean What are you talking about, Fergus? Uh, Who who said that? I don't know Was it it Jasper's book? Jasper, have you ever been to a big city like this before? Yes Which one? Where I was made Was that one like this one or is it really different? I would say it's much better More technologically advanced Oh, so like, t- did things move on their own, or, or I really don't know. I'm not that good with technology, so. We had nice pipes and other mechanisms to transport things, carts and other things set up, and if you count me as moving on my own, then yes, lots of things. I mean, you do move on your own, so may- maybe that counts? I don't know. I... I mean, I've been through cities before, but don't really stay in any one place for any long period of time. So this should be fun. Yes, it's nice to not be outside in the dirty world. All right, so your cart rattles along the road for about another half mile. Your horses are clip-clopping alongside it, and you're coming to a crossing to cross over a bend in the river so you can get onto the same side as the city and as you approach um, you can see uh, this particular spot uh, there is a cobblestone bridge going over a thin part of the river and and you can see there are three figures on horseback standing on the other side of this uh, river well it's more like a stream like a uh, tri- tributary? Is that, is that the term? I think so. That sounds about right. Yeah. It's like more like a tributary. It's one of those smaller rivers I was saying that flows into the larger one. So it's not too wide. It was short enough that they just built a kind of sloped uh, cobblestone bridge across it. And yeah, we, I was I, I was going to say, yeah, we call those ocean veins. Never yes, mind, we, cut that out. That, yes, that was we, really stupid. <laughs> no, we're keeping that in. <laughs> oh, okay. No, we can take it out. We can take it out. No, we'll keep it in. <laughs> anyway, as I was trying to say, at the other, uh, on the other side of this bridge is these three figures on horseback, and they are just kind of standing there watching you as you approach. And there are positions that you can cross the bridge, but you can't actually exit the bridge onto the other side. Okay, so ju- just to clarify, th- so they're they're essentially guards for this bridge. Well, you're too far away to actually see. You don't see. They don't seem to be wearing like the colors of the Mir's kingdom, which are red huh. and silver. For anyone who's curious, in fact, as you get closer you can see that they are, in fact, elves. Now, you can't necessarily see their pointed ears, but you can see their pronged antlers kind of extending somewhat up from their heads. So what do you guys do as you approach the bridge? Uh, You're still a little ways out, so do you wait till you get closer? Or what? Uh, does it look like they're blocking it necessarily, or just they're on the other side of the bridge? 
They're on the other side, so it looks like you cannot actually exit the bridge onto that side of the land. Okay. Um, Gunner's going to jump into the cart, assuming Laszlo's in the cart, and mm-hmm. he's going He's going to say, Hey, Laszlo, do, do you know who these guys are? Uh, I don't know. Mm. It's like, I mean, I, they could be brigands, but you don't really see brigands here. The, the king usually does a pretty good job of stamping that out. And he's kind of like staring suspiciously across the bridge. Hmm. So do they have a lot of guards just posted to make sure, you know, that everything's kosher when people enter the kingdom? Or Well, no, I mean, this is a small, this is a small bridge. They wouldn't really even bother posting a guard here. Maybe they're just hanging out waiting for somebody. Oh, possibly. Oh my god. I bet they're mercenaries. Fergus is like, Oh, that'd be exciting. Oh, Gunner, maybe the mercenaries here to kill you. I, this, oh, you, you you said exactly what I was thinking. And Gunner looks like he's like getting woozy. And he like, <laughs> he falls on his butt in the cart. He's like, Oh, Bell. Oh, no. But if it's that guy who wanted to take my leg. Oh, I forgot I, about that. I think I think we'll be fine. I think whatever it is, we can just talk to them and we'll move on with our lives. Take a deep breath, Gunner. <laughs> I think um, Theo will ride slowly toward the bridge, but not actually get onto it yet. I think he's trying to assess the situation and see if they're hostile at all. See if they okay. have crossbows oh, I- or something. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think Gunner gets out the auditor's clipboard. Oh no! <laughs> oh, no. He he's not he's not gonna be in front, but he just has it. Uh, he, he has it at the ready. <laughs> okay. okay. So as a Theo trots forward on his horse, um, the elf in the middle uh, spurs his horse forward. Just a few more feet, so he's at the... He's just a little bit on the bridge. And uh, you can see he has a crossbow at his side, but it's, like, hanging from his horse's saddle. So he's not, like, holding it, and he's not pointing it at you. But he just raises his hand, and he says, Good morning there! Uh, uh, hello! Good morning! Oh, it's so nice to be greeted for once. Yes, I know! There's so many people who don't value politeness these days. Exactly. You know what? How, how are you doing? Today has been a great day so far. What, what's up with you? Oh, my day has been absolutely spectacular. It's been full of luck and bounty, and I'm, I'm just so thankful for it. And he flashes via a charismatic, smi- uh, charismatic smile. Oh, that's just... That's awesome. Hey, guys... This guy seems all right. He's 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 had a great day so far. Mister, what's your name? I'm Theo. Oh well, Theo, it's it's great to meet you, man. Theo, that's a really nice name. Thank you. I I like it. Do you come from a noble family? Oh no 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 no. I I uh, I I help like protect the town and stuff. You know, like if there's a fire, I I go there. And I, I like, you know, I go and fight it and, you know, I, I put well, it that's, down. Well, that's really nice and all, but you, you and your friends are all dressed very nicely. You don't, not too dirty. Man, you, you all look very fine. Oh, thank you. He got, see, he has good taste. Guys, c- come up here. Gunner knows where this is going. And um, uh, I, I think he's going to try and be bold. He steps <laughs> out of the cart. But you can tell that it's not Gunner who stepped out of that cart. Oh, no. No. <laughs> you know, just by the demeanor, it's none other than Dan Ferg. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, hey there. Good morning. How are you? And you can see uh, his, his uh, demeanor flickers a little bit, to, slightly towards annoyance, but... <laughs> Um, I'm doing great. How how are you today, sir? 
I, I'm doing absolutely well this morning. You know, say I, uh, <clears throat> uh, I don't, don't really see any paperwork with you. Um, this bridge needs to be audited today. I just, uh, <laughs> I, I assumed you were the uh, committee who was supposed to be meeting me here. Okay, so you're going to use your auditor's clipboard to convince him that you are supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. So why don't you give me a deception check with advantage? <laughs> okay. Well, even with advantage, that definitely could have been better. That's 14. Okay. Oh, well, spectacular. You know, we've actually been waiting for you. Oh, no. And you can you can uh, see he's just playing along. He didn't buy it. He's like, yes, ah. so the, the king... Yeah, you know, no, he says, uh, we're here providing very specific services for the king. And I'm so glad you're here to help us. You see, this bridge is funded by tax dollars and just it hasn't hasn't been going into the bridge. So we are here to ensure the longevity of this bridge. And I'm just tickled that you're here. Oh, fantastic. So, um, and, and, and Gunnar, uh, uh, Gunnar starts to, um, he's trying to save face, but like he's starting to get really (laughs) nervous. It's like, yeah, well, um, before we uh, inspect the bridge, I'm going to need to, um, make sure I have the proper PPE and Gunnar starts to walk back to the cart. And as he, as he walks by Fio, um, he says, "These guys are going to try and kill us. What? Protect my leg." What? What do you? What do you mean? I... Don't, don't be an idiot! Shh, shut up. And okay. Gunner, Gunner's already passed. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets to the car, and then he huddles in there. And uh, what, what, when, when he feels like he's finally like they can't see his face anymore, <laughs> you can tell Gunner's like teeth are chattering. <laughs> he's like, guys. I, I, I think everything I thought came true. Fergus, shut up. You didn't call it. Don't say it. <sighs> I think we're going to have to fight these guys. I hope not. So the guy in the middle uh, waits for a little bit and he says, uh, where, where's that paperwork? He's trying to like stand up, like sit up tall on his horse so he can like mock, mock you by trying to like peer across the bridge <laughs> at you. Oh, uh, uh, Josh, question for you. Uh, we we uh, butchered the Ivaras, right? Uh, did we keep the head or anything? Uh, I think you like, guys kept the head, yeah. Kind of like what we did with the cockatrice? Didn't you guys play with it? Like, <laughs> Weren't you tossing it around? I wasn't going to mention that part. Or no, you were ch- Gunner was specifically chasing you and your dog around, and then your dog turned around and started oh, chasing Gunner. Oh, that's what Gunner. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I think Theo uh, thinks quick on his feet, and he uh, says, Oh, I know where it is, Gunner! And he trots on over to the back of the cart with his horse, and um, he, he probably gets off the horse and, and, and goes to the back of the wagon, and he'll grab the head and pr- start to unwrap it, and he'll start walking back like, Ah, uh, here it is! This is our paperwork. Uh, this is an eye for us. Are you familiar? And I see him whisper something to one of the elves uh, near him and they both like nod and he turns back and he says yeah that's cool kind of gross but uh, it's good to see that you uh, you can afford to uh, hire hunters to hunt down monsters that, that's great um, yeah well, especially we c- when we're hiring ourselves to do it you see my friend there with the clipboard he's the one who shot this down and me well I took this and he grabs his axe from the horse and says I took this and I cut its head off and I think the king would be very happy to know we've done this service for the people free of free of charge and and we don't need any tax money so really you could probably take the tax money that get paid for this put that toward the bridge right so are you trying to give are you trying to deceive them, persuade them, scare them? What's I think what's your 
Yeah, I think Theo is trying to intimidate them into backing off because he sees that things could get hairy here in a second, and he's trying to show that they're much tougher than they are. And so he's branding, okay. his, brandishing his axe, and he's holding the head of the Varas right next to him in his other hand. <laughs> okay. Give me a deception check, then. I was thinking intimidation. intimidation. Right? Would that sorry, help? Would that sorry, be okay? Sorry, I was thinking of something else. No. Yeah. Worries. So give me an intimidation check. Cool. Using your uh, your charisma, or yeah, I think in this case it's your charisma. Yeah. And uh, he'll kind of try to puff up his chest a little bit, you know, try to you know get some blood flowing into his muscles, try to act all big and tough. Okay. I mean, he is big and tough, but you know, he's well, just yeah, act I, I was thinking about stuff. letting you use your strength, but I think since you're specifically saying, "Yeah, we killed the site for us," like you're talking about the whole team, not oh, just for yourself. sure, for sure, for so. sure. Here we go. Go on, baby. Oh, hold on, one second. It's underneath the thing. Well, that's pretty good. That is a fifteen on die. That's eighteen total. Okay, so uh, he looks at the head. He whispers to the elf next to him, and he says, "Well, that's all, all nice and all fine and dandy, but um, no, we we really could use some more funds right now. Um, so, how about this? Let's let's make a deal. Uh, if you're willing to donate, you see him count the people on the cart, and in addition to people on the horses." You see, he counts uh, two o as well. What? <laughs> if you can give us a, uh, I don't know, two hundred silver per person, I I think that that might be enough to cover our costs. Gunner instinctively pulls out a short sword and then tries to calm himself. <laughs> like Jesus. he drops the clipboard in the card. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, we could actually trade something else. How about we keep our mouths shut when we go and visit the king? And don't tell him about your little taxation scheme going on here. And you just let us go across. Because I'm sure you wouldn't want to deal with, I don't know, some other paperwork and people that are, I don't know, part of the guard. She just looked like deadpan looks at him like she's totally done with their shit. Yeah, he's like, whoa, man, we have we have a girl who thinks she's something, huh? No, well, she's something, but that's cute. Are you going to let us pass, or are we going to make this a problem? It's up to you. There are, as you can see, way more of us than you, and we've already killed this thing, so we're not in a good mood. And he says, well, sweetie, I think you're wrong about that. I think... I think you're going to die, but that's your own <laughs> no, decision. I, I, oh, my God. <laughs> says, you know she's what? not I think... having it. Yeah, he's like, you know what? Boys, move in. Okay, here we are. Roll for initiative, you guys. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. no. <laughs> God, we were so close. No, we weren't. No, we, <laughs> we were not. not. This was going to we happen. We were so close. So, no, she was so close. Uh, if I just rolled better we on my close. If I rolled better on my intimidation, and if Dan Ferg was just more Dan Fergie, he, he could have had <laughs> I don't know if that would have convinced them. <laughs> no, she's just done. <laughs> She's ready to kick their asses and move on with their lives. Um. I love that Vez just immediately jumped to die as the option. <laughs> she'll try not to kill them, but if they make her, she's not. I mean, she's done things at this point in her life, so. I guess. There we go. Also, they called her sweetie or sweetheart or whatever Josh said, so that was she was done. I, I knew like, that would piss Vez off. She's just like, nope, they're dead. They're dead now. I'm not here to play this game. Oh, uh, So, in this circumstance, can I have somebody else run Fergus in the fight and somebody else run Laszlo in the fight? Because you guys have access to their stat blocks. Uh, I'll, I'll do Laszlo. Nate will run Fergus. Yeah, he's also a oh, wizard. No. <laughs> Don't worry. Nothing can go wrong. It's oh, okay. No. I, I actually have the stat blocks set up. They're under the sidekicks bar. <laughs> Everything you need to know about them is in there. And Fergus actually has all of his spells and their descriptions written down on his character sheet as well, Nate. Don't worry. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. Not at all. I am. <laughs> I just be. love cannon fodder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll start this combat off with Vez. You are at the front of the group. 
immediately in front of the bridge on your horse. You see the you see the three elves are starting to urge their horses forward, and they are drawing their crossbows. She's going to close the gap because she knows that'll make it harder for them to shoot at her. Um, and she's got a horse, so. <laughs> and she's just going to take her staff and at the guy, whoever was in the front. Hopefully he's the guy who was mouthing off. That's her horse. Yeah, the guy in the middle is cool. the one who was She's going to aim off. for his head and with her with her staff. <laughs> oh, okay. Go. Okay, well, I think she's properly pissed off um, because that was a natural 20. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Well, he is going to use his ability. He can Uh-oh. force an attack to target his mount instead of him. Wow, I'm so sorry, horsey. Uh, so she's going to take her staff in two hands and come down on him uh, with her natural 20. So um, that was uh, 18 damage, almost max. Oh my god, that's ridiculous. That's so awesome. Yeah, you, he turns his horse to deflect the blow. And you hit the horse so hard in the head that it just goes down immediately underneath <laughs> him. That's the he, horse killer. His, his eyes widen in surprise because you don't think he expected you to hit that hard. <laughs> Probably not. She feels horrible. But that being that, the case, the poor she... innocent horse makes eye contact with you as it crumples to the ground. That's a was it, one was it not pain day. Damage? The horse you're on looks back at you and says, he was my brother. <laughs> See, Biscuit, no, don't be a hero. So yeah, the horse hits the ground and uh, he will use his uh, reaction to land on his feet instead of landing ground. He didn't have to use his reaction to like use his horse to deflect the blow? Um, Or is that just a feature? I, I don't know. It's just a feature. Okay. It's, yeah. The way it's written, it's... I gotcha. No, let me double check real quick. It's basically the mountain, mounted combatant feet. Yeah, I don't... I think for the mounted combatant feet, you don't... Okay. You can yeah. just choose. Because his thing is, he's like a mounted combatant. Or he was, until now. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damn. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Yeah, um, he, la- he lands and he's like, You bitch, that was my horse! <laughs> She's like inside. She's screaming because she did not mean to hit the horse, but she keeps a cool face and kind of like shrugs her shoulders. Um, so if I were to try to smack, literally, literally punch him from up here, is that disadvantage for me? Because um, I'm mounted no. or no? No. No. Okay. So then she's going to use a key point and <laughs> try to wail on his, I guess, head because that's probably what she can reach. Well, here, real um, quick, since Daniel is... Uh very familiar with mounted combat rules. Daniel, does he land in the space as his dead horse, or does he move to an adjacent space? Ooh, actually, that is a good question. I want to say adjacent space. Because you are um, our resident rules lawyer, so I would like to know, because that will determine where he lands. <laughs> wow, I'm very proud of that. Thank you. <laughs> um, actually, that's a toughie. Uh... Um, I think I'd have to double check, but I, I, so if, if she were just knocking the, the horse prone, which I guess is kind of the same idea here, um, it, the, the wording is just, you can use your reaction to dismount it as it falls and land on your feet. So, and I think the idea there is that you would be next to your horse when you do that. Okay. But but I think there is a rule for this. Well, yeah, because we, we made that ruling uh, when you were arguing with me during the Ivaras fight when uh, Theo's horse went down underneath him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, I mean, because that, that is a rule. And that's, that's, what, that's what just happened now. Like, his horse just died, so... Yeah, I, I just don't know if it, he if he would be in the horse's space or if if, if he, he would be next to the horse. I, I, I'd say that's your call. I think there is a ruling somewhere in the player's handbook, but I just don't remember off the top of my head. Hey, Daniel, doesn't it usually say something along the lines of, like, if you don't do the reaction thing, you're dismounted and fall prone in a space within five feet? That's correct. Of it? So I yes. would just, I, so on that idea of it, if the fail is like you're adjacent to it, I feel like the succeed part of it is also within 
within five feet of it. So I like the adjacent part. I think that is the, the implied idea, even though they don't say it directly. Does that make sense? Well, I think the yeah. the key word here is that if your mount is knocked prone, you can use your reaction to dismount it. And I think you can only dismount in an adjacent space. You can't dismount into the horse's space. Yeah, yeah fair yeah, enough. Because yeah, yeah. as it dies, it's falling prone. So we'll go with that ruling. Okay. Yeah, because for Theo, it didn't really matter because it was in the middle of a... Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. That's fine. So where do we, where okay, do we so yeah, back he'll, he'll actually fall off of his horse. So he's going to jump off his horse as it dies, and he's actually positioned still five feet away from you, Vez, but now the wall, the stone wall of the bridge is slightly blocking you from him. So if she nudges her horse just a little bit more forward, that would just be rough terrain. <laughs> the the yeah, horse's so dead you, you body, will, you, you mean? You will have to yes. move closer. <laughs> You know, she's mad. She's extra mad now that he just made her kill. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she'll scooch up and then wail on his head. Uh, okay. <laughs> with her <laughs> spending her key points, so she's going to do it twice. Okay. Um, that is a 15. A 15. Okay. I didn't know if they were in 15 armor will or match what? his AC. Okay, well... You, you smack him and you uh, hit his breastplate, but then you swing around, swing around again and you actually get a blow on him. So his breastplate gives him AC 15. Gotcha. So that's six damage. And then she's going, going to wail again. Yeah. And that was a 19 on the die, so... Okay. <laughs> Two natural 20. She just out for blood. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Is Vez trying to be a barbarian? Is she multiclassing? Is that what's happening? She's just angry. She just saw all these people die, and now these assholes are trying to be in their way, and she is just not... It's not a good time in her head. So that's another six. So that's 12 damage total to his face and head. Um, And then let me see. So that was, what, 5, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. So... No, she'll just... She's close enough that it would be disadvantage, right, for the other two goons to hit her with their crossbows, because she's... Yes. That close to both of them? Okay, then she's just going to sit there and look very angry, and... (laughs) Yeah, icon... Very aggressive eye contact to try to see if killing one of their horses in one shot and then wailing on this asshole will get them to maybe go away. Or they'll just die faster, <laughs> one of them two. <laughs> oh my god. Fez taking shit from nobody. It's just not her, not the day. That's All her, right. her turn. So Gunner, it is your turn. Gunner's scared. So he's been relying a lot on his bestial instincts lately. So he kind of puffs up. <laughs> And um, so then he is going to... Josh, how, how much movement would it be to get out of the cart? Um, I'm going to say it's it's 10 feet of movement to initially just get out of it. Okay, so I'm also going to move through Aegon. So it's going to be 510. Yeah, so it'll take you 20 feet to get out of the cart since you're pushing Aegon down and trampling over him to hop over the railing. Okay. So then Gunner, being the fast boy that he is, runs all the way around. He's going to pull out his short bow, and he's going to... (laughs) Vez isn't going to be very happy about this, but he's going to fire at the horse uh, of the the brigand directly across from him. And that is going to be a 17 to hit. That will hit the poor, innocent horse. Okay. Uh, And then... uh, Let's see. Gunner's going to put a little stank on it, too. (laughs) Like, like he does a little maneuver whenever he pulls up. Because he's also going to fall prone after he does his attack action. So he's going to, like, kind of do, like, a cool, like, dive shot. Play flourish. He's going to use his defensive flourish. He's going to boost his AC. So 
Well, that was still... Definitely had better rolls, but... Um, so that's going to be seven damage total. And Gunner is going to get a plus two on his AC. <laughs> till the start of his next turn. And uh, Gunner is going to fall prone. Ryan, since you're prone, ranged attacks have disadvantage to hit you. That's right. Alrighty. Jasper, it is your turn. Time to cast Magic Missile on the guy that's prone. Missile Mage. He's not prone. He's, he's not oh, prone. Oh, wait. Do you mean Gunner? <laughs> <laughs> no, Jasper, what are you doing? Ah! Thought I said the guy that's low, but sure, I can shoot Gunner. All right. No! What the <laughs> hell? Yeah. It's 11 gunner damage. <laughs> right, I, I I know you're talking about the the brigand leader. Yeah. So he'll so yeah you fire your bolts and uh, they blast the ground around him and he's like you just hear him yell shit. Yep. Eleven gunner damage. What was that? Yep. Did my eleven gunner damage. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So, Theo, it's your turn. Okay. Uh, Theo uh, will drop the Ivaras head that's in his left hand <laughs> and then uh, point to Tuo and, and yell out, Vernda! For him to go back and, and protect the cart and he'll wave that way towards his friends because he realizes crossbows and dogs don't mix well. So he'll then take half his movement to mount the horse again and then he'll charge on down the bank to try to get into the river and close the distance like Vez did with the rest of the movement. Um, just so, just to confirm, since I took half my movement, the horse only has half its movement then, right, for the rest of the turn? Nope, it has full movement. Oh, it does? Well, according to the player's handbook, yes. Okay, cool. Well, then that's definitely what the horse does. It'll, it'll run the rest of the way across the bank, because that's only about like 15 feet across, Josh, is that right? Uh, 20 feet across, and it's it takes double movement to swim through it. Oh, okay, gotcha. It's a river. Gotcha, so that's 25 to there. And, and don't forget, you can have the horse take an action. Basically, it has the normal it has the normal selection of actions that a regular character would have. Oh, cool, so Min- I can maybe dash? Minus, mi- yeah, minus ordering it to attack. If okay. You're, if you're controlling it in this way. Yes. If it's, ind- if it's an independent mount, then... It kind of does whatever it wants, and you you go for the ride. <laughs> yeah. So then, yeah, I think then uh, two or not two other two Theo will try to spur it, <laughs> spur it a little bit. He doesn't have spurs, but he'll use his heels to try to get to get going, and he'll have it dash across the water to meet up with the sort of captain of the of these brigands. And, uh, and you back actually, up. Okay, so you're gonna be in the water then. Yeah, right almost, on the bank. You're almost under the bridge, like right at the bank, yeah. Yeah, that's that's where he's going to be. Try to give support and get across to close the distance. And then I think he has an action left, yes? Because he only took his movement to get on the horse? Fio does, yes. Okay, cool. Then he'll attack the brigand. That's pretty good. That's a 22 to hit. That will hit him. Okay, and... Um, Theo is is trying to hit him, just sort of smack him around and, and, and not try to kill him in case he accidentally does with this because he, he's a big he's a beefy boy. He's not trying to kill him with this. So non lethal non lethal damage. That is uh, fourteen damage. All right, and he is stumbling back, and you can tell by his eyes that he knows he has made a mistake. So then I think the last thing he'll do is he'll yell, "You should surrender." We definitely killed that eye for us, and you can see how. And that'll be his turn. And in response to that, he yells, Take them out! Take them out! What What are you doing? I just said! <laughs> Vez, can you give me a perception check? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That is a 17. Okay. So luckily you're not surprised, because you see five more elves emerge from the trees about 80 feet away from you. Oh They're like at the God. edge of the clearing and they all draw crossbows and all five of them fire at you, Vez. Cool. <laughs> <Good>. uh. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, she did this to herself. I'm not 
I'm not in the least bit surprised. <laughs> At least they're not shooting your horse. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah, they're not as big of monsters as you are. I didn't mean to. He sacrificed his own horse. I <laughs> aimed no. for him. That is a, a 12, a 14, a 22. And just me, give a second. I have two more to roll. An 18 and a dirty 20. Okay, so her... Her AC is uh, 16. So what was that, three? Yeah, I think okay. three. So three of them hit. Uh, not terrible. It's going to be 15 piercing damage total to you. Ow. So just these bolts are flying through the air um, and whizzing past you. You're trying to duck and dodge them. A few of them kind of clip your... Um, arm and your leg a little bit and one of them actually uh, sinks actually, its way in your actually 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 before I forget like a dumb Ooh. butt uh wait I don't know if I can wait let me figure out if I can do this before what does it use you can do this I can do it okay because that other a, one you, you used have... my bonus action and this uses my reaction so she's gonna try to uh okay so she's gonna use deflect missile I can use my reaction Ooh. To deflect or catch missiles when they, when you're hit by a ranged attack, um, so the damage you take from the attack is reduced by one d10 plus my dex plus my monk level. So let me roll a d10. That was ten. So ten Ooh. plus. <laughs> she's having Ooh. a good day. Maybe. <laughs> ten plus my monk. So four plus dex is three. So seven. Seventeen. That's math. Uh, where to go? Ice, ice. Ah, there we go. Um, if you reduce the damage to zero, you can catch the missile. If it's small enough for you to hold in one hand, you uh, you can catch it. And I can oh, I can spend one key point to make a ranged attack with the weapon or piece of ammo you just caught as part of the same reaction. So you can only do... Okay, so I will tell you how much damage each bolt does individually then. So that was four, five, and six damage. I'll just catch the one that does six damage. <laughs> 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 um, so we make this attack with proficiency regardless of my weapon proficiency. Missile counts as a monk weapon for the attack and has a normal range of 20 feet and a long range of 60. So... How far away are those goons, you said? The other ones? Feet. Eh. So I guess I'll just try to do it with disadvantage and sling at one of these suckers who are next to me. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to have to remember, whenever I shoot you with a bunch of ranged attacks, we'll need to decide individually before damage if you're going to block them, because... They, they don't technically all hit at the same time. <laughs> That's fair. So I'm not gonna not. I'm gonna make sure I don't let you choose the highest damage one. You're gonna have to make a judgment call if you want to catch it or not. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'll give you this one though. Thanks, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, she can choose to do it after she knows damage for each attack, right? Well, yeah, that that is true. But like you know, if she gets hit by a a four and a five, she has to decide if she wants to block either of those because she doesn't know if a six is gonna come later right. or if that's it's gonna fair. be another two. I know. That's all I'm saying. I hate okay. monks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, well, I don't think she... Damn, if that hadn't been disadvantaged, it'd been real cool, but... Uh, <laughs> that's gonna be an A-10. No, that's so gonna I don't miss. Think that hits. So she just, like, catches one out of midair and then attempts to throw this at him, but misses. But I think she makes a point, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, he... <laughs> He's just staring up at you like, what the fuck have I gotten myself into? <laughs> and then you it is... You all can always stop. And she smiles, and it's a... Like, Fio sees it, it is a creepy-ass smile. Like, <laughs> he can tell that something has probably sort of, like, shifted for some reason in her mind, and it's not a good... It's not good. <laughs> so it is his turn. What he is going to do is he is going to take the disengage action. He's going to jump up onto his buddy's horse next to him. And then he's going to have the horse dash away 
down the road away from Vez. That's probably a good idea. So since he disengaged, Theo doesn't get to attack him when he jumps on the horse. And the horse is only within range of Vez because Theo's down in the riverbed. So he's going to spur the horse forward and he is going to have the horse dash away and he's going to shout back, don't let them get out of here alive! Kill them! Coward. Oh my gosh. Leaving his men to die alone. <laughs> she looks at the guy who's still there. Is that is that who you let command you? Someone who's going to leave you in the heat of battle? He uh, surprisingly just sneers at you. That's what I thought. <laughs> You're next. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think Theo's intimidated. I think he's scared. This is scary, man. Okay, so he is 80 feet off the map. What's a, what's a horse's speed? It's a six. Depends on what kind of horse it is. It's a riding horse. 60. 60, okay. Think. All right, so that is his turn. Aegon, what would you like to do? Aegon, what would he like to do, indeed? There is a single brigand left on his horse near Vez and Fio, and there are five more in the woods mm. on the other side of the river. Okay. Well, I suppose that Aegon will hop on down off of the wagon uh, with, this, with ten feet of movement, and using his remaining movement, he will uh, run forward uh, towards Gunner and the bank of the river. And assessing the situation, he will choose to uh, launch an eldritch blast from his rod at the uh, brigand on the mounted brigand immediately across from him. So, so yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna make an attack roll. Yeah, where I put my d20. There it is. Uh, and that is a one on the die, so... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> GG. <laughs> he probably steps on Gunner, gets a little too close and steps on Gunner and loses his balance. <sighs> Ow! <laughs> Gunner, what are you doing in that grass? I, I tripped over you. So I've got to shoot at you. Get down. Uh, what? No. Aegon is going to stand proud. What? That's right. He's out of right. movement, right? Yeah, but you can drop prone yeah. without movement. Okay, well, never mind. All right, Fergus. Jasper, uh, Nate, what is Fergus going to do? He's looking around. He's like, J- Jasper, what What should I do? Easy. Kill them. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man. We're going to train him to be a little murderer. <laughs> He's joined our murder hobo wagon. He's on for good. I mean, Vez is the one that started the murder hobo wagon right now. Yeah, that's an inaccurate description. So every single thing, he just turns to this, remember, if you don't start the fights and you're just cleaning up, the sins go upon the person that started the fight. Oh my god. <laughs> Sleep <laughs> well tonight. slowly shaking his head like, okay. Just remember, this is on Vez. <laughs> 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 Thank you. Can he cast firebolts on the guy that's trying to run away at one twenty feet, or is he completely gone? He is outside 60. of your. He is outside of your range. All right, he'll just shoot the guy that's the closest then. Okay, so he'll shoot the guy that uh, Aegon just missed. That's twenty-four. That will hit. That's eight damage. All right, so Fergus stands proud, fires the bolt, and blasts the elf. And the elf uh, stumbles back on his horse, almost falls off the saddle, and uh, it wipes the sneer right off his face. Now, you do what all good wizards do, hide. <laughs> <laughs> so you can have him drop prone into the wagon or something? Yep. All right, so Fergus drops prone into the wagon. Now it's Laszlo's turn. So he's kind of looking around. Gunner, what, what kind of direction are you going to give him? He's going to point to the 
Briggan across the river. And so I think what uh, Laszlo does with that is he is going to stand up in the cart and he is going to use his crossbow. Yeah. Crossbow. Crossbow. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, Joel. Joel, your comment did not go unheard. Oh, God. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, hang on. Yeah. So what? Help, I'm stop. stuck on my horse's saddle and I can't stop. Stop, stop. stop. No. Laszlo stands up and shoots the, the crossbow at the brigand. Oh, crossbow, are you going to put that bolt into me? Stop. <laughs> and that's that's a very good roll. I was almost a crit. That's going to be a 23. Ah, that damn. will hit. Oh, damn, Laszlo. Okay, that's going to be six piercing damage. That is almost enough to take this brigand off of his horse. It hits him right in the shoulder. And uh, there's just blood streaming down his clothes now. And he's he doesn't look like he's doing too hot. And uh, yeah, then I think Laszlo is going to... Um, let's see. Okay, sidebar. Hey, Josh. Yes. Is, is there a range on Laszlo's helpful ability? Uh, I don't believe so. Uh, see. I'm, trying, I'm trying to remember if the help action targets the actual thing or the person that they're trying to help. Fortunately, I got my book right here. Pretty sure it's the person. Yeah, I'm looking at it and I'm trying to find it. And the help action has a range itself, I believe. It's five feet. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm assuming if... Um, yeah, it, it, it has a range of five feet then. Oh, okay. Sorry, I my my brain instinctively thought was thinking of the... Um, yeah, the mastermind rogue. rogue. Ro- the rogue mastermind, yeah. 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 Um, so then uh, I guess Laszlo is going to help... But Laszlo's going to shift in, in the cart, and then he's going to use a bonus action using his helpful ability to give uh, Jasper the help action. I don't know what he says, but he does it. <laughs> it's probably just right. like pointing out the guys in the trees or something. Like, oh, there's a guy right there, Jasper. Yeah. Well, I, I know Josh doesn't want me to voice Laszlo, so. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, so, yeah. he's like, yeah, Jasper, those guys, those guys in the trees, you can get them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to cast magic missile. <laughs> well, I'm glad I could be useful. <laughs> you and are. Then, and then, and then Laszlo um, goes prone in the cart. All right. That's it. All righty. So Aegon, can you give me a perception check this time? Aegon can certainly give you a perception check. Oh, man. From 1 to a 20, baby. Uh, So in total, that is a 20. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, lucky you, because the guys that were going to hit you are even nastier. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because four more brigands emerge from the trees and fire their crossbows at Aegon. Yeah. Oh my god, they're on this side of the bank! No! Sagan, so, do I have to give these to you separately, or can I just give them to you all at once? Uh, I'm going to do something to one of them, but it doesn't really matter the damage. Okay, oh, okay, because I got, I got a, a 5, an 8, a 16, and a 19. Oh, uh, the 16 and 19 hit me. Yes, okay, so the 16 and 19 will hit you. So yeah, they actually both hit you for seven damage each. Okay, well, so Aegon turns over uh, his shoulder and looks at one of the brigands that hit him within that's within 60 feet of him, and this kind of, I don't know, rage boils up in him almost, and he's going to use his racial uh, hellish rebuke. So there's a burning fire that wells up around him and it shoots towards the brigand. Uh, and that is a... Uh, oh gosh, I forgot to double check with this. Yeah, so the brigand needs to make a dexterity saving throw against that. 
Alrighty. So that'll be an 11. Okay, an 11 fails, so he will take 2d10 fire damage. Oh boy. So that's 4 plus 6, 10 fire damage. Alright, so I like to imagine just crossbow bolts are flying past Aegon. He just snaps his head over, raises his hand, and just boom! The poor brigand just goes up in flames. And uh, he is not doing too hot. You feel like you've probably given him some third-degree burns all across his face. And I'm sorry, how much damage did I take? 14 total. So, alrighty. Now we're on to Vez's turn. Okay, she's going to turn and look at this brigand who is clinging to life currently, who's right next to her. And he notices that her eyes are completely black now. And as she looks and smiles at him, she says, do you yield? Fuck you. And he is like, bleat, like spits out blood as he looks you right in the eyes. As you wish. hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it and our other episodes with your friends, family, and co-workers. Your boss, if you're daring. Visit our website to find your copy of a D&D Quick Starter Guide, and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description. There, we discuss episodes, Dungeons & Dragons, and STEM topics that we all love. Thanks again for listening. We can't wait to see you here at Applied Dungeoneering. Some of the background music in this episode is from Monument Studios. Check out their other music at monumentstudios.net.